there's something scary hiding in the back of your closet. Your bathing suits and summer clothes thing you're pretty sure don't fit anymore. What if there was a way to get into summer shape in one visit? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonabello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonabello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonabella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases, up to a $4.99 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands, like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. The following program may contain coarse language, violence, nudity, mature subject matter, or scenes which may not be suitable for all viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida, KOHI AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon, KHRO AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit www.xzbn.net or call toll-free worldwide 1-800-610-7035. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All Hit Radio. Welcome 
to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. Toll free worldwide, 1 800 610 7035. Email exxon at com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Dr. Susan Delaney. She is a medical doctor and she's also a psychiatrist with 33 years of experience. She is currently in private practice in Plano, Texas, where she does therapy. She had a childhood near-death experience at the end of her fifth year of life, and this has given her an enduring interest in the paranormal. Her website is www.drsusandelaney.com. That's drsusandelaney.com. And she has an upcoming book entitled, I Didn't Fall, I Was Pushed. Dr. Delaney, welcome to the X-Zone. Well, thank you, Rob. Uh, tell me, Doctor, um, you had a near-death experience when you were five. Uh, tell our listeners about it. Well, I was lying on a cold operating table, clothed only in my underpants and mm-hmm. covered with a thin sheet. The senior doctor had placed a domed, screened mask over my mouth and nose and covered it with a piece of gauze. He held a glass bottle of clear fluid in his hand. Breathe in. This will smell sweet, he said. He began to pour ether onto the gauze. I breathed in the sickly, sweet smell. Suddenly, I was up on the ceiling, watching the senior doctor and his younger assistant. The senior doctor was still dribbling ether onto the mask. She is so little. Aren't you afraid of overdosing her? The resident doctor asked. I don't care if I kill her. The senior doctor replied. Too late, I thought, from my perch on the ceiling. I was in a place of peace, warmth, and safety, and that horrible smell was gone. I felt mercy and compassion for the doctor, even though I knew his words were wrong-headed. Then there was a tunnel, and at the end of it, a wonderful place with glowing flowers. The flowers shone with their own emitted light. Flowers also emitted a beautiful tone. Then I woke up, and Mother was with me. The doctor said he didn't care if he killed you? Yeah, how weird is that? You and I have to take a commercial break. 
That is that is weird, to say the very least. Dr. Susan Delaney is our very special guest at this hour, Exonation, www.drsusandelaney.com. That's D-R-S-U-S-A-N-D-E-L-A-N-E-Y.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break in two minutes as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the X-Zone radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. disease that you would like to alleviate through a natural means? Have you been contacted by angels, ghosts, or even extraterrestrials and want to validate these experiences? Or would you simply like to speak with someone who can help you find your life's purpose? I'm Dr. Joseph Mara, and I'm offering my services free of charge for first-time clients contacting me during the month of April. These free consultations include angel card readings, guided meditations, life coaching, and energy healing. If you have always wanted to explore these types of experiences but were skeptical or simply could not afford them, then take advantage of this free special offer. Contact me through my website, aguidinglight, spelled L-I-T-E, dot com, to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter.
Dr. Susan Delaney is our guest. We're talking about near-death experience and uh, possibly is there a connection between a near-death con- uh, near-death experience and remote viewing? We're going to get into that a little later. But I have to ask you, uh, Dr. Susan, after hearing that from the anesthesiologist, that he didn't care whether he killed you or not, when you regained consciousness and you came back to this side of uh, the realm, what what happened? You woke up with your mother being there, but... What else happened? You know, that experience of hearing that when I was on the ceiling mm-hmm. in a place of peace and love has given me a lifelong heart for forgiveness. And and so, as strange as it may sound, mm-hmm. I have never been able to get upset about that happening. Um, I I forgive him. Was was this statement ever brought to anyone's attention? No. You mean the resident doctor or the senior doctor there made no no effort to say to the anesthesiologist, what are you talking about? How could you say such a thing? Well, by then I was in the tunnel. I have I no see. idea what, what was happened the, in the operating room after that. What was the tunnel like? It was just um, a black tube with a light at the end, a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. How did you become interested in remote viewing? Well, I've always been interested in the paranormal. I have dreams about mm-hmm. things that come true later. Sometimes I sense that something is about to happen, and it does. And when doing therapy, sometimes I just know which of the three things I'm thinking about saying is the one to say that will heal the patient. How does being a fan of the paranormal work with you being a medical doctor and a psychiatrist? Well, I think that openness to intuition, that openness to information that comes, that just comes, is is very important if you're going to be a good doctor because sometimes things are not what they look like. Mm Mm-hmm. Things are not what they seem. So being open to that that other information has helped me tremendously. Now, when did you see the similarity between becoming a remote viewer and becoming a therapist? Well, I was preparing a paper to deliver to my local um, chapter of the International Association of Near-Death Studies um, about remote viewing. And as I prepared it, I began to see the similarities between training as a remote viewer and training as a therapist. So what are, what are these similarities? Well, um, both types of training programs select 
men and women of confidence, humility, mm-hmm. competence, and thoughtful composure. All right, now, these are all taught to you as a therapist, and these are also taught in remote viewing? Well, I think it's more a question of pre-selection of people with these traits. Certainly, we learn to magnify those traits that are already present. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that that in both cases, the, the potential trainees are pre-screened for these traits. Gotcha. What science? What you know? What scientific attitude do both sides share? Well, both remote viewers and therapists, or our trainees thereof, um, share the attitude of the scientist, which is an attitude of perfect humility toward the laws of nature and the patient determination to learn these laws whatever the cost. What were some of your initial targets that you identified when you were learning remote viewing? Well, I never learned remote viewing. Um, if I you didn't make, if, if you never learned remote viewing, how can you make the comparison? Well, I've read about it. I've read several books about it. And um, the books that I've read have discussed the, the training programs and um, interestingly, some of the, the disciplines that um, it was the United States Army that first um, developed a training program for remote viewers. And um, some, of the, some of the fields of study um, are identical. The uh, Army officers studied parapsychology, sense perception, psychology, neuroscience, and subliminal perception. And, of course, um, therapy trainees, they may study parapsychology. The psychologists certainly do, not so much the um, MDs. But we study sense perception. We study psychology. We study neuroscience. And uh, we may study um, subliminal perception. So... We study a lot of the same things. So do the skills of the remote viewer and uh, those of the therapist rely on mysterious forces? Absolutely not. Um, Both sets of trainees rely on the ordinary senses, sight, hearing, touch, smell, and taste. And um, in my study of Mm -hmm. remote viewing, my reading about it, um, I uh, have learned that that was the one and only way that they could get that past um, the intelligence committees of the United States um, Congress was to to state that. But I believe that it's true. Is the paranormal real, or is, or is the paranormal fictitious, or do we just not understand these forces and there's nothing paranormal at all? Well, I believe that the so-called paranormal is really normal. Um, I believe that as we have relied more on science and technology, mm-hmm. we have have lost touch with um, the intuitions and knowledge that is available to us. Should we should we? 
train ourselves to tune into that. And I believe that remote viewers and, and therapy trainees actually do that and, and regain that knowledge. But as a, as a member of the medical community then, how would you describe or how would you explain a near-death experience if not it being paranormal? Well, um, some scientists have located the, um, the experience in the right temporal lobe and um, that, that when, when this experience happens, the mm-hmm. right temporal lobe um, has access to information it didn't have access to before. Um, some people call that the collective unconscious. Some people call it the Akashic record. But how would that explain how you were able to hear and see what the anesthesiologist was doing and the other members of the medical team in the operating room who were operating on you as being well, from the Akashic records or or any other, uh, you know, perception? Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids' nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. 
Um, it seems that virtually everyone who has a near-death experience retains all of their their normal senses. Mm-hmm. And so um, wherever that um, body-shaped um, entity goes, you can see and hear what is happening. And that occurs whether you're a remote viewer going to an assigned place or whether you're um, in a near-death experience and, and go you know, to the ceiling of the operating room, the travel home, see how your family's doing with all this, um, or to travel to another realm. So there seems to be a body-shaped part of us that's independent of um, the, the mortal body. Also, it's fascinating, um, people then are, are deeply schizophrenic and hearing voices and are very paranoid if they have a near-death experience. While they're in that experience, there's nothing wrong with their mind. People that are blind that have a near-death experience, when they go up to the ceiling of the operating room, they can see everything. If they travel somewhere um, while they're in the experience, they can see everything. But how do we know these near-death experiences are real and not a hallucination caused by some natural chemical discharge or the lack of oxygen or over application of some sort of an anesthesia? Well, um, that's a common question, and I've heard very good answers from the scientists that spend their lives studying these mm-hmm. phenomena, but, but I'm not one of the people that can explain that to you. Do you have any theories on it? You know, for me, the near-death experience was the most profound experience of my entire life. Stand by, Doctor. Um, You and I have to take a commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Exonation Dr. Susan Delaney is our special guest this hour. We're talking about near-death experiences and remote viewing. www.drsusandelaney.com is her email address. And Dr. Delaney and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. My name is Rob McConnell and I would like to tell you about a very special lady that I have the pleasure of knowing and that's Miss Sylvia Anthony. 
Sylvia Anthony believes the golden years are a time to gear up and get busy, not relax and take it easy. She has faced many hardships in her 84 years, but they have made her stronger and more determined. As founder and president of Sylvia's Haven, a shelter for women and their children near Boston, Sylvia has helped transform over 1,086 lives in the past 27 years, not only with housing, but also providing direction as to where they can go to develop the earning skills they want and need to live free from difficult domestic situations. Sylvia's Haven is everything to Sylvia Anthony, even calling it her magnificent obsession. Women who qualify for the program at Sylvia's Haven receive assistance via guidance counselors to find the appropriate job opportunity. Women and their children may remain at the housing for up to two years. At the end of this time, or sooner, a woman who is successfully employed and has an apartment or home may leave Sylvia's Haven to begin a new and independent life. Now this is where you come in to help make Sylvia's dream into a reality. Sylvia's dream is to have a Sylvia's Haven in every state to help as many women and their children as she can and to help this dream come true. A crowdfunding site has been established which can be accessed at www.sylviasdream.org. Now that's www.sylviasdream.org. With your financial help and support, Sylvia Anthony will continue to help those in their time of need, not only in the Boston area, but with her dream of having a Sylvia's Haven in every state of the United States. Your help is needed to make Sylvia's dream come true. Please visit and give at www.sylviasdream.org. Once again, www.sylviasdream.org. And remember, the only difference between a dream and reality is just doing it. We need your help to make Sylvia's dream come true. Visit www.sylviasdream.org. Once again, www.sylviasdream.org. For the Exxon Radio TV show and the X Chronicles newspaper, I am Rob McConnell. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Splenza, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the Exxon. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Help me show my love From 
ExoNation, Dr. Susan Delaney is our guest this hour, www.drsusandelaney.com. You know, you're, you're a medical doctor, um, and, and I'm just trying to understand how you, how you came to the conclusion that what your near-death experience was and, and how you know it was real and, and not a dream. I, I understand that whatever this experience was, it had a, a uh, it changed your life forever. But people who have certain dreams also say that their dreams change their lives forever. So how can we validate this? And, and how do we know that near-death experiences are real if a member of the medical community like yourself can't explain it? Well, um, I can't explain it, but there are others that could. But um, the experience was the most profound that I have ever had in my life. I also have Mm -hmm. many of the traits that scientists have um, proven that near-death experiencers have. And what traits are those? And what traits are those? I have a... I have a reduced fear of death. Mm-hmm. I have a, an incredible zest for life. Mm-hmm. I have a reduced desire for material goods. I have um, a huge interest in religion and spirituality. I have uh, very few physical complaints. I'm in excellent health. I use very little medication. In fact, when I was looking for my Tylenol the other day, I couldn't even find it because I didn't know where it was. Um, I have very few symptoms of depression and anxiety. Um, I'm interested in solitary pursuits and meditation. I exercise. I eat healthy foods. Yes, I volunteer doc- in the community. Doctor, you've just described nearly 20% of all Americans. And I'm sure not 20% of all Americans have had near-death experiences. Well... Probably 5 to 7% have. All right, but what about the other 15%? How do we explain that? Well, I don't know that we have to explain it, but I can say that scientists have have developed um, paper and pencil tests to examine the question about whether or not someone has had a childhood near-death experience and that these paper and pencil tests predict with 95% um, accuracy whether or not that has happened. Is this a scientific test, Doctor? And if so, what's the name of this test? Well, um, the research was done by Dr. Melvin Morse at the University of Washington in Mm -hmm. Seattle. And um, he was um, an NIH-trained Um, research fellow, and he never had any intention whatsoever of looking at the paranormal. But the kids, he's a pediatrician, the kids kept talking to him about their near-death experiences. So he finally um, got together a group of advisors to help him um, design some research tools, which he did, and he's done some research, which has been published in peer-reviewed journal. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where I'm coming from. And I have 
I have the traits that he has found um, in childhood near-death experiencer. But in his experiment and in his research, did he also factor in other people who had the same traits that did not have near-death experiences? Or was it strictly focused on those who had already had the experience? He, he studied um, children who had documented um, death I see. So in he, the hospital. So he was all he was doing was using his 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 test on children who had had near death experiences. So of course he would get these results then. Well, of course he had a control group of people that were age matched that had been seriously ill but never had a documented death. That's how we do scientific research. But was the so the research that he did was strictly on children. Yes. All right. Now, what about in the case of adults? Uh, it's also very similar. All right. Now, I understand that some members of the of the medical and scientific community say that near death experiences have nothing to do with out of body experiences. Have nothing to do with um, with paranormal. Uh, type experiences that there's an explanation for these so-called near-death experiences. So how does how do how do members of the scientific community agree to disagree on a, on such a interesting topic? Well, I I don't think that it's as compassionate as what you said. They don't agree to disagree. Each team thinks that the other team is nuts. That doesn't sound very professional. Okay. I, I, I would imagine that members of the medical community who go through through the uh, rigorous training that practitioners do, uh, you know, they, they, there would be a certain respect for each other's research. Uh, but having had a personal experience like yourself, how has this changed your life? How has your near-death experience pointed you to the side that they're real, and they're nothing to do with the physiological shutdown of the human body. Well, it has been an incredible comfort to me to read the um, accounts of other Mm -hmm. experiencers, to talk with other experiencers. Um, One of the things that um, it was, I I went to... um, MD Anderson Hospital in Houston, which is a University of Texas Cancer Center, a couple of years ago, and there was a near-death experience conference that was based solely on the scientific research. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, it's well known that, that the near-death experience can modify your electrical field permanently. And right. it, um, it was hilarious in the ladies' room because in ladies' rooms, there's always a line, because we take a little longer in there. And because it was a cancer hospital, they had those touchless um, paper towel dispensers, mm-hmm. and you had to wave your hand <laughs> in front of them. And what I heard again and again, cause, and, you know, I couldn't work them with my hand. 
is I would have to turn to someone in the line and say, because someone who's not an experiencer <laughs> wave their hand in front of this. Um, it's very common to have um, a change in your electrical field as a result of these. Can this change in the electrical field be seen with, uh, what is it, uh, Calerian photography? I can't answer that question. Okay, there's a good question that we'll ask our uh, our Mr. Science Whiz when he's on next week. How do you see NDEs in all of this? You know, there's a lot of controversy. There's those in one camp who say it's real. There are those in the other camp who say it's not real. Where do, you know, how does one listening tonight form an opinion whether it's real or not? Well, I think that's up to each um, person. Um, when I studied the training of the remote viewers mm-hmm. and realized it was very similar to my own training as a therapist, um, I looked at what the research scientists at the Stanford Research Institute came up with as an explanation for how the remote viewers could see the things that they saw. And um, they talked about consciousness. They talked about the limen, L-I-M-E-N. That's a barrier between consciousness and unconsciousness. And um, the researchers that trained the, the remote viewers talked about a hole or aperture in the limen that allowed unconscious material to come into the conscious mind of the um, experiencer uh, of the uh, remote viewer I'm sorry and you know I believe that a similar process happens with a trained psychotherapist I certainly experienced that myself um, I came to believe that the near-death experience ripped a hole in the limit and allowed for the disorderly um, emergence of material um, in, that was already in the unconscious mind. So um, the, the near-death experiencer may um, may experience unwanted and overwhelming material that disturbs him or her functioning in the family and the work for some time. Um, it usually takes seven years to get over a near-death experience as an adult. Um, the near-death experiencer may have unwanted visions of past, present, and future. They may have received communications from other entities. They may know things about other people that they would prefer not to. So it it fits the model mm-hmm. of the remote viewing scientists, and um, except that it's disorderly because that, that hole in the lemon wasn't preceded by, you know, being selected on the per, on the basis of, of your certain virtues and then the long, long, long training process that you go through to become a remote viewer or a therapist. It just, it just everything whips loose. Who decides during a near-death experience whether the person comes back to life or whether they remain on the other side? Well, um, 
sometimes the person is given the choice and sometimes the person is made to come back. I don't have any direct memory of being made to come back, but when I was at the conference at MD Anderson, one of the speakers told a story about a man who was dragged back to his body by his uncle, and the uncle took his spirit foot and shoved the man back into his body. And I have to tell you that I became, I laughed hysterically, and I was the only person in the auditorium. I've always been ticked off about having to come back here. And I wonder if I didn't put up a fuss about it. Are there, are there any similarities psychologically between a near-death experience and a dream? Well, if you look at the criteria mm-hmm. that um, the scientists started by Raymond Moody and, you know, others um, have um, set up to say whether or not it might have been a near-death experience, and I, I don't have that list in front of me right now, but um, I would say no. I'm, I'm having a problem trying to trying to understand then how do you know if a near-death experience is real or whether it could be something caused by the shutdown of the physiological senses of the body due to the lack of oxygen, due to some other physiological occurrence that is happening during the, during the operation, or if, in fact, it has something to do with the anesthesia. I, I, I'm, I'm getting no answers. Well, I'm not the person to ask those questions. But you're a doctor. You're a psychiatrist. This experience changed your life. Haven't you asked these questions? You know, what is important to me is that it did. The experience changed my life. It's not important to me how you think of it, how your listeners think of it. It changed my life. It's very important to me. Um, and it was a good thing that happened to me. All right, Doctor, you and I have to say so long. Uh, we've run out of time, and uh, I, I don't know. All I can say is thanks for not sharing. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break alone because this guest here, Exxon Nation, just bit the dust. I'll be back, don't go away. With each new extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance. Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare, plan for, and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. 
Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, primitive living skills, and 18th century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival in a long-lasting crisis. Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go-bag. Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com and author-signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.whentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Here you've got a medical doctor who also has a master's in science, claims to have had a near-death experience at the age of five. During the operation, she had an out-of-body experience, allegedly, and she heard the doctor say, I don't care if I kill her, I don't care if she's dead. She comes back from this experience wakes up with her mother, thank good Lord that she did, doesn't talk about this experience and doesn't talk about what she heard in the operating room. I asked her what I believed were very simple questions. I did not get a straight answer. She's a member of the medical community, She's interested in near-death experiences. 
And when challenged on basic questions, I get told that, well, she's not an expert in that. She doesn't have an opinion. Okay. Then why in the name of heaven do you want to talk about it? It makes no sense to me. I know Dr. Jeffrey Long, who is the founder of the INDS. This guy's a wealth of information. We've had people on before who have had near-death experiences. And and they tell everyone, well, most of them tell everyone about their near-death experiences that they've had. And I'm sure that if I had a near-death experience and I heard the doctor say that he didn't care if I was dead or alive or whatever... I'd certainly say something about it when I came back to this side. Wouldn't you? As a member of the medical community, I would want to know more about near-death experiences instead of just reading about remote viewing and making a tie-in. This lady was all over the place, and I don't believe there's any connection between near-death experiences and remote viewing. I'm not even sure if remote if if, if near-death experiences is real, and I'm not even sure if remote viewing is real. I have never had proof of either. But when I ask someone who's a doctor, a medical doctor with a master in science who is deeply involved in near-death experiences to answer some simple questions that I ask as, as an inquisitive person, and I can't get any answers, credibility goes out the window whether she's got an MD, an MS, or a PhD behind her name, because in my book, I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 1-800-610-7035 is toll-free worldwide. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, Exxon Radio TV at hotmail.com. And my website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Don't forget, you can listen to us 24 hours a day. Seven days a week, 365 days of the year at www.xzonetv.com. All I want are people to give me simple answers. If you claim to be an expert on something, simplicity should say it all. But when you can't, little flags go up. We'll be back. Don't go away. Another one bites the dust and another one got out. 